Well, hello, everybody. I'm Dell Stores. And I'm Emerson Collins, and you're watching The Dell and Emerson Show. Straight talk. Real gay. Oh, this is your gay apparel. Oh, where it's all about red today. This is my gay apparel. I love yes, it. Don we now, except the problem is it's so warm in Los Angeles. I put this on and I was sweating like Whitney Houston in South Africa concert. And I, so I can't oh. wear it for the show, but I was gonna. Well, I put this sweater on and it's uh, it's a little warm, I have to say, but it, it looks it looks right for the season. It the, does our look Tuesday. Good. Yeah, our our Tuesday. That's right. That's a, it's a, uh, the two days. Is it, what is it? Three days before Christmas? Three? Uh-huh. Three. Uh -huh. three days. I believe in the, in the 12 days of Christmas, this is nine, is this nine ladies dancing or 10 lords a leaping or? I don't care. I don't like that song. I get so fucking tired of that shit. I don't want any of them. I don't want any of them in my house. I just, I'm tired of the, all of them. All I know, of them. I can't decide in like the little pageants people do, if it's the best thing or the worst thing to be the partridge who has to do your little bit every time. Um, yeah, I think it would be bad. You know, maybe it's okay to be the five golden rings. I don't know. Right. Right. Uh -huh. uh, hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to our holiday show. Uh, please say hello, whether you're watching us on Facebook, on YouTube, or on Periscope, on Twitter. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Share the broadcast. Oh, how are you, Dale Short? I'm good. I had a very weird day. I I, uh, I decided to get a COVID test because just while we were, I was getting a text while we were getting ready to go on, 15 people that I know have tested positive for COVID. So I thought, you know what? Precautionary. I want to be courteous. Uh, my friend Beverly and I like to hike together. She's gotten two COVID tests since she traveled. And I said, I'm going to do the same before we, we see each other. And uh, so I... It's weird though. They're they're so uh, in demand right now. Uh, you have to sign up and go to East Egypt to get it. So I literally ended up on Exposition Boulevard. Have you ever been there? Yes, I drove for Lyft. I've been on every street in Los Angeles. Oh, that's right. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I brought that up. <laughs> but well, I should have called you. I was. I, I couldn't figure out how to flip around. There's all this. It's, it's a place where you feel like you just can't get to the next section of LA. It's like, well, I quit. This is where my day ends. It's right here at these railroad or, tracks. Or no. you're all yes. There's like a, 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 the the transit or something in between. I mean, there's like I see my address. How do I hop? How do I hop over? And Waze is not helping. So that I was see. my day. So that was my day. I then I yeah yeah I just got I, I went hiking to kind of clear my head. And here I am. Well, I see. Interesting. How about you? Uh, well, I you did a, a show. Day? You did a show already? Did you read this outline? It was my birthday on Sunday. I did a whole show. And this is the part I that thought, you, you know what, Emerson, you are in such demand. I thought maybe you had done somebody else's show this morning, you know, that because I, I was asking about today, not about. Uh -huh you know, your birthday, uh -huh. which I loved your show, by the way, it was f fucking brilliant. It was both of y'all were just amazing. Would you be so, specific? Well, there's a, there was a lot, there was a lot I loved. I, I, I guess my favorite moments were both of you as children. 
It was like yeah. so sweet. And uh, and then I, I did love Blake's uh, Edina and oh um, Julie Andrews. I I was dying. I could not get over how good that was. I have um, to say, first of all, to y'all, thank you. So many of you came and watched and my birthday was wonderful. It felt like I got to hang out with everybody while staying home and it gave me something to do. Um, so truly, truly to all of you that came, I really appreciate it. And yes, Blake, for those of you who didn't, Blake and I did Baby It's Cold Outside, but in, I just sang it as like a boy. And Blake did four different impressions of Adina Menzel, Julie Andrews, Bernadette Peters, and Patti Lapone. And it was my idea because he does Adina Menzel around our house all the time. And I think it's hysterical. I was like, we have to find a way for you to do that for something. And I enjoyed it, it very much. It was very talked about, Emerson. The pe the people in my world uh, were all really talking about that. But there were some really pretty numbers, and there was and it was campy and fun. There was there was just you know it just made you just escape for a little bit. It was I preferred it to Mariah Carey's special. I oh. I felt like it was much stronger. <laughs> Somebody who watched put a side by side of Blake and his like plaid. Uh, his buffalo plaid jumper next to Mariah Carey in her plaid uh, corset from her deep plunging Christmas special. Uh, and yeah. then who wore it better? I said, well, she probably did, but he looked great. He did look oh. good. You both did. They were so cute. The, the cost, I, how many costume changes were there? Do you even know? It was yes, insane. Six each. Well, you know, I had it an outline. Yes, I know you did. I did. So, I, I saw you fucked up once, though. Which made me so happy. And Blake called you out on it. Said, "No, we're here. We're here." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I jumped. I you did. did. I went. Oh, you know, it's not just here. I, I am not. You know, producing the special and starring in it and being in your own uh, costume dresser is a lot. Um, no, but truly, thank you. And it. How did it feel for you? I did loved you it. Know, I, I unabashedly love Christmas. I am one of those people. There's something about the earnestness of the season that I love, you know, getting rid of all the cynicism because I like to play a cynic on TV and on your computers. Uh, but I really do love the sincerity of like people remembering to stop and focus on the people that you care about and the people that you love and spending time with them and doing things uh, for them and with them. And I really, really love it. And yeah, I could not have possibly had more fun. So it was a blast. Well, it showed. It showed. Either you're a really good actor or you were having fun. Well, you know, I told Blake, I said, look, if we're not having fun, it's not worth doing. That applies to everything. Uh, but I was like, if we're going to do a show from our living room, we should certainly have a good time. And uh, you know what my mother would have said? Yeah. Go, you know, their voices blended so well. <laughs> Did y'all ever hear that? <laughs> they blended oh, so well. That's my. That was my father's first note. He said, oh, y'all are just, the blend is just getting better and better every time you do this. Oh, good. Well, I saw I saw Larry in the room. I don't know. I yes. I I uh, I wrote him a little note. I don't know if he appreciated it or not. I said, I'm um, sure I said, did. I said, we are so glad that you had carnal relations. There, uh, some odd years. I put a blank on the years. I didn't want to say. And nine months ago, he did not respond. <laughs> I love that your compliment was thank y'all for fucking. It was basically what it was, but I said carnal relations. Uh -huh. Now the rest of the people love, they were quoting me on the carnal relations. They yeah. love the carnal relations. Yep, so, that's just Southern old lady for fun. I am very grateful to your parents. I am I very am grateful. 
I'm I'm glad they chose that particular day and that particular moment to be Randy because half a second earlier, half a second later, and you'd be talking to somebody else. Who knows? Who would who'd know? Who would know? All right. Thank you. Um, sincerely, y'all. I mean, it, was a, it was a great joy. We were overwhelmed by the attendance and the response. And that's enough about me. Oh, wait. The planet conject- conjunction was last night. Did you go out and see it? Did anybody else? I- no, I didn't. I just watched it. All the people who sent me texts, I thought that's a good. That's good enough for me. It'll no, it'll happen in a couple of hundred more years. I'll catch it then. I'll get it in the next eight hundred years. Uh, we did. We used it as an excuse to drive up the hill a minute, you know, because you can't go anywhere or do anything. Stood outside our car with the mask. But this was us. Okay, got out. Well, there it is. All right, you ready? <laughs> It was what? What are you going to do? It was a little underwhelming, I feel. <laughs> it was like, okay. Because you good. do reach a point where it's like, well, that's the show. I mean, that's that's what it was. Look at them real close together. Okay. That's what they said is going to happen. It did. I, we uh, talked to Justin Martin. Kelly said, I think I was looking at Venus. We talked to Justin Martin, though, and he said one of his people in his apartment building, she was looking. She was like, it's right there. And he was like, no, that's Mars. He was like, look, I've got an app that shows you. It's the, that one over there. And she was like, all of these people told me the wrong one. People were outside just staring at satellites. And then you and then some, you know, someone said, well, I wonder where your anus is. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> which is so funny that everybody makes that tired old gay joke when it's obviously Saturn that's the gay planet. I mean, she was like, I don't know, I'm a planet, but with rings. Yeah, uh-huh. That's, that's the truth. That's the truth. Um, Uranus is just an asshole planet. Correct. Be like, we'd be right at home there. Um, all right, y'all, well, what we're supposed to do here is the LGBTQ news and nonsense. So we'll get on to a little bit of that. There is some fun stuff. But y'all, we're going to have discussion time later on in the show. We're gonna, you're going to have to contribute because I said, you know what? We're not doing all the work today. Um, so I know. Thank, we're going to want to know. Don't write them right now because I won't scroll back when I tell you put them in the chat. Uh, the best Christmas present or the worst Christmas present you've ever gotten. Your best or worst Christmas Day story or your best or worst Christmas holiday fight. Like what, like the stupid thing the fight was about. So lots oh. of options. Y'all get to think it. I've got, I've got one good one. Bell's okay, got like go 17. We could just start now. And <laughs> we could just have the whole show. The I mean, if y'all saw six on. characters in search of a play, my favorite one of Del Shore's Christmas stories is in six characters. And y'all, it is so awful. And I just can't not laugh every time. Which one are you talking oh, about? Oh, my God, Cousin Kathy. Oh, 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 God. Oh, goodness. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to tell that one to y'all. you got to go find six characters in search of a play on Broadway. Not gonna, I am not going to either. I got away with it enough, and I always feel badly a little bit about exposing my family uh, that as I have done. You know what? I was The other day, someone wrote me a, a message. They go, does it worry you to write about your family? And I go, mm, not at the time. But when they confront me, yes, it does worry me a little bit. Yeah. I try to clear it now, though. I try to clear it. I call it. Right, to ask for hey. permission instead yeah. of forgiveness. I'm thinking of you writing about this. Would that be okay with you? Because um, uh-huh. like, I'm going to, but I just need you to say yes. Yeah, good. All right. Well, in our news, before we get to Christ- Christmas catastrophes and whatnot, a uh, quick one. 
Uh, last week, Switzerland passed marriage equality. Very exciting. Switzerland is no longer the Switzerland of marriage equality, so to speak. And also another bill making it easier for trans and intersex residents to change the name and gender marker on their official documents. So exciting news. Switzerland finally joins a lot of the other European countries in the marriage equality uh, success stories. Awesome. Awesome. And then we got um, Don Lemon uh, in the news, which um, just for you. I, you know, I have mixed emotions about Don Lemon. I do love him. I do love him. But every now and then I go, Don, you kind of pay attention to your guest. He just checks out sometimes. He's just literally like, I don't know what he's doing. And then, and then he gets rid of him. Real, oh, I got to go. I got to go, Emerson. Uh, but that's like, like what we do when I'm reading the comments. But Chris Cuomo's like, come back anytime. We, I'm running out of time. I love you, buddy. Uh, Don Lemon said, I just, I got to go. Uh, anyway, he went, he went off on, uh, which I was Your so favorite. happy about. Yeah. My favorite, uh, Kaylee McEnany. Uh, he showed footage of her being questioned by reporters and repeatedly avoiding acknowledging the election results, deferring questions to the Trump campaign, which she is a part of. And after the clip, uh, it cuts back to Lemon, clearly annoyed. He starts to say, do you know she also works? Then he just cuts himself off and he says, girl, bye. I mean, there's no other girl, bye, bye-bye. Uh, he waves his hand, brushing her off and says, there's just so much disinformation coming from the podium. Every day it's like she comes out and she reads propaganda. And then he just, she talks about what the media is doing, criticizing the media. This is what you were covering. So I think we got this. You used to sit here on the set with us. I think we got it. When you sat here with us, you thought we had it. You were happy to be here, but now we don't know where, what we're doing. Uh, girl, bye. Uh, he wonders uh, why they do it. And then he says, uh, follow the money reporting that uh, Trump has sent now 500 fundraising emails and over 150 fundraising texts after the polls closed. I have a feeling as soon as he hits like that 480 million that he's in debt for, he's going to say, I, I guess I concede. Yeah. As soon as he can write that check to Deutsche Bank and be like, I'm paid off, I'm out. He does not want to be president again. He doesn't want to lose because of his ego, but he does not want to have to do that presidenting stuff. Oh no! I mean, he has that when it's this moment he lost, he just stopped. Yeah, he's just like, well, go. I'm not coming out. I'm but just going to golf a little today, bit. Did you see? He's putting everybody that was ever like a stand for him and his administration on like random boards. Pam Bondi on the Kennedy Center. Nail, fucker. The Nail on the Holocaust Memorial. It's like what? I mean, they're not going to do anything anyway. People end up on boards and they don't do anything. But it's like, here's a like vanity position to anyone that like stood by me no matter what. Well, I Grinnell and all those assholes, they're going to need it on their resume. I mean, not that it's going to look all that good because uh, you you think they're going to all just go off and do fine. And on and, and maybe they will. But I, I don't think so. I think that it that, that they have damaged their reputations, you know. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, it's interesting. It's interesting to me. It's like these a lot of these politicians who have said, "Oh, the COVID is a hoax," or what? I mean, Lindsey Graham actually said that, and he was, you know, big fat ass. Was he just said, "No, Lindsey, we're not going to put it in your butt. Just you just have to roll up your sleeve." Um, 
he was so used to it, bending over. Never mind. Like, I, but like, if you have a choice. <laughs> he said, can't I? Please, can't I? Are you sure? My arms are just really sensitive. Do you need to take my temperature? <laughs> Bend over and call. Uh, we're awful, Emerson. We're awful. We're politically wrong. We are just politically wrong. It's true. It's fair. It's true. I'm fine with it. Um, and then uh, great news in D.C. Washington, D.C. Uh, last week voted to ban gay and trans panic defenses from being used by attorneys in criminal trials. Uh, it's great. It's been banned in numerous states and countries. Uh, and the bill known as the Bella Evangelista and Tony Hunger Panic Defense Prohibition and Hate Crimes Response Amendment Act 2020 uh, is, of course, to better protect LGBT residents of Washington, D.C. from hate crimes. It's named for Bella Evangelista, a trans woman who was killed in 2003 by a former client and her killer, Antoine Jacobs, argued that he shot her in self-defense after discovering that she was trans, literally trans panic. And also Tony Hunter, a uh -oh. gay man who died after uh, being Okay, I am confused. Am I off or is, did, did Emerson freeze up everybody? Are, are, are we, are you back Emerson? I did, for me, I didn't go anywhere. Did you lose me? Uh, you just froze. I just wondered, I don't know if it, it, you froze for everybody else. Oh. All evangelista, that was the last thing I heard. I'm just being dramatic. I just want everyone to have to focus. Is it good now? Uh, it's good for me. I don't know. Maybe it's for me. I've been having internet problems. Also references Tony Hunter, a gay man who died after being punched in the face, causing him to fall and hit his head. And the assailant claimed that Hunter had touched him in a suggestive way. So named after a gay man and a trans woman who had had this defense used against them. So exciting to take that bullshit excuse away from people in court cases. Uh, yeah, you went blurry. It's you, Dell. So uh, I'm having Wi-Fi issues. Okay, uh, let me read this story and then I'll try to fix them. Um, can y'all see me still? Can everybody uh -huh. see me? Uh-huh, right. you plugged in? You got that special plug? I, I do, but let me just do, if I go off for an Emerson, if I go off for a second, Emerson. If you go off for a second, uh, I will panic and I will just, oh, I will, uh, yeah. And then go. I'll come back into uh -huh. it, so I'm gonna try something. Yes. Um, is that better, everybody? Am I okay? It's still the same. Dell's focus. He is pixelated. He is. Yes. Dell is all back. Just exit the screen and come back in. Okay. That's I was so taking easy. over. This is a Leak studio. Okay. Oh, it's all my show. Oh, also now you can see my 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 set a little better. This poinsettia that we used in our show, but also it's getting a little sad. It's like. It's barely gonna make it to Christmas. Um, and while I have all of you gathered together, uh, technical difficulties, but hey, this is what you get with a free show, right? Be like, it, now it's just the Emerson show. I'll be honest, somebody asked, you know, a friend of mine said about Blake in my show, said I could never do that. And I said, really, I do best with somebody to bounce off of. By myself, I tend towards the serious and not quite as entertaining. So I do better with a scene partner. Look at you, you look great. Unmute your mic. Now it's, you look great. Uh, there we go. 
Are we good? Okay. Sorry yeah. about that. This is, you know what? It's so so interesting. I don't know what it's where I am or whatever. Not that this is that interesting, but um, but, but fuck you. Um, so uh, three times I lost my classes this 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 week, where I literally had to go in the other room and 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 what's it called when you're when you get the neighbors like your your your. Um, uh, the neighbors, I had to use the neighbor's Wi-Fi because my Wi-Fi oh. went out. Oh, it's called Bori. Yeah, Bori. But she gave me permission. She's my friend. Um, Did you steal Melissa's internet but got permission? It was Karen. Karen. Okay. I have a, my, <laughs> my neighbor's name is Karen. Um, so, all right. Uh, all right. Well, everything went away for me. So where are we, Emerson? What story that am I at? That shit's nearing story. Holy shit. Of course, come back for shit. All right, okay, so it's, you are this the shit server. It seems appropriate. It's just a sad story that people are so fucking mean. And um, it was it happened in Eureka, California. Uh, Brian Kleinmeyer and his boyfriend Daniel Kane went outside last week one morning and saw that the Christmas decorations outside their home had been destroyed. The couple found the gingerbread men. Uh, had been uh, that had been in their yard and were holding hands had been torn down and placed uh, uh, I'm sorry placed beneath their gay gay pride flag when they looked closer they realized the gingerbread men had been smeared with feces so Kleinmeier wrote about it on Facebook saying uh, they literally ripped them out of the ground and wiped their asses with them and carefully laid them at the base of our pride flag I thought this Things might get stolen, but never in a million years did I think this would happen. I'm completely in shock. He later added, update, we received a call from Chief Watson, uh, whom has informed us that he fully intends to charge whoever did this with a hate crime. Uh, Eureka Police Chief uh, Steve Watson told the Lost Coast Outpost that the crime was absolutely horrendous and appalling. It's very clear in my mind that this was a deliberate act based on the suspect's perception of the victim's sexual orientation. Kleinmeier said, this is the second time their decorations have been torn down. The first time they broke a Santa sleigh in half, tangled up a bunch of my Christmas lights. Uh, I just want to make sure that this doesn't happen to anyone else or it, it already has, that they feel real empowered enough to speak up about it. So sorry that happened to them. Also. You, these people are nasty. Like, if I went outside and my decorations were destroyed, I'd be really irritated and pissed. If I discovered that somebody had wiped shit all over them, like, I I hope it was dogs and not people. Like, I hope they weren't out popping a squat in the front yard to poop on the gingerbread men and then smeared around. Like, did they use a glove? I have questions. Well, um, um, what's his name? Brian made the leap that they wiped their asses with the gingerbread men. Uh, but that, that was so much. Like you weren't done. You weren't done. You weren't ready to wipe yet if you had that much smearage. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. <laughs> Here's the problem with Emerson and me. We write and I, mean, I always say we have to scratch deeper. We have to know everything. And so our minds start thinking and we're starting yes. rewriting the entire script. And so that's, I'm sorry, you get that from our twisted, um, thorough. We're thorough. Our thorough minds. I can't help it. 
Like, I just have all the questions. Well, and but I love that he was like, this happened to us and we're speaking up because if it happens, if anybody else had shit stained Christmas decorations, you speak up. Speak up. <laughs> speak all right. Up. And that's to a much uh, a story that is truly delightful. Uh, I want to show you her as I talk about it. Every Christmas in Denver, queer Santa comes to town at the center on Colfax, Denver's LGBTQ community center. For 22 years, Linda Warren, you can see her right there, has put on her Santa suit and passed out gifts to LGBT youth who have been rejected by their families. She pitched the idea to the center 22 years ago and only had one condition. Any child who wanted a gift could get one, even if they hadn't been kicked out of their home. Now, obviously, normally she does these gifts at a party known as the Holiday Celebration. And this year, because of COVID, they did a line of cars outside with masks, and face shields in order to give the gifts out. She said, in all my 77 years, I don't believe I've ever seen a year like this. My family didn't did find out I was gay after I was grown and they disowned me. So it's very important to me to make sure that all children are taken care of and that we can do anything that we can and that we do anything we can. Now, normally she's able to fulfill kids exact wishes with being stuck at home, shopping was harder. She bought gift cards and wrapped them up with fun little tchotchkes like rainbow socks. She didn't name herself Queer Santa, and I like this because it's a thing we've talked about. The kids at the center came up with that name, and it took her a while to get comfortable with it. She said, the word queer used to make fun of us when I was growing up, but I had to finally realize that the children of this day and time have taken that word back and they will not let people make fun of us by using queer. And so now I just prefer refer to myself as Queer Santa. She works on it all year long, getting the gift list, getting the gifts. And as for her own gift this year, she said, I would love for us to have peace and happiness and for this 2020 to go away and for the mask to not have to be worn. Oh, Linda. That just warms the cockles of my heart. I love Linda. I love her so much. And she's what, oh. 76 years old still doing, 77 years old still doing this? Started this at age 55. It's amazing. I love it. Oh, thank you, Linda. All right. Well, we talked about this motherfucker a couple of weeks ago. Big, big, Bigot Bishop, we like to call him. And and pundit E.W. Jackson, who claimed to have immunity from COVID on, until he got it. Uh, he says, I've taken my vaccine and my vaccine is Psalm 91, only uh, to get it in November and say it was because he wasn't uh, taking his day of rest. It's kind of like Pat Robertson is now I saying, know. well, now Trump is delusional. Uh, let's retract what I said. I, I'm going to get him this election. God told me he's going to win. Well, guess what? Uh, so this guy, you looking at him, he runs his radio station. He streams via Facebook, just like us. And on his Facebook show, The Wisdom Meditation, uh -huh. last week he went off on a tangent about drag queen story hour. <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> he said, this is child abuse to take these children to be entertained by these perverse individuals whose lives are a moral sewer. Uh, if adults want to be part of such gross, disgusting entertainment, you have a right to do that. But child abuse is what I would call taking children to see one of these freaks go through a lot 
of uh, sexual garbage trying to instill this mess in the minds of toddlers and kindergartners. I have no patience for this mess. I love that drag queen. That person needs God. I love that they always love us. They um, love us. They call I us moral. You, God. You, you are in a moral sewer, but I love you. Um, so uh, love it. Love, he says, but th th that person needs God. That person needs to be saved. Uh, that person needs to be delivered. God wants that person to be a normal human being. A drag queen is not a normal human being. And the stupid parents who take their children into this mess need to be dope slapped. Uh, they need to have their children taken away from them. Just, you know, if you, you need to have your children removed from your homes if you take them to see a drag queen read Little Red Riding Hood. Uh, then he goes on, he goes, do you think toddlers and kindergartners are asking to go to Drag Queen Story Hour? Well, once they're there, I'm sure they want to go back. Uh, taking your children to church is not abuse. Okay, I am proof that it is. <laughs> so just go watch Southern Baptist Sissies. There was abuse. Uh, it's what God commands us to do. But taking your children to drag queen, I love you, you just keep saying drag queen story hour is abuse on a magnitude that is hard to overstate. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's the equivalent of pedophilia and it should be treated the same way. I just love that he had, you know, it's just like, what do I chew on this week? What do I hate on this week? Yeah, how do you, how do you think he found out about it? <laughs> I know I would, that's what I want to know. Like, did he get a flyer? Did someone send him? Also, like drag queen story, like drag queens are just clowns. They're just well, clowns. They're a specific then, kind of clown. But like, it's face paint and costumes, and, and it's not like they're up there reading the complete works of the Marquis de Sade. They're reading like C. Dick and Jane. Half a, oh, those C. Dick. You remember those Dick and Jane books? I, I was sure do. What Dick was up to? I wanted to know where Dick was going, what Dick was doing, what Dick was touching, what Dick. What was the? There was a, a little brother too. Dick oh, I don't remember Jane. him. I wasn't that. I skipped all of Jane's sections as well. I was like, uh huh. Just tell me about Dick. I want to know if anybody remembers. Am I wrong? Is was there a kid? There was. Was there a little brother? I want to know if anybody remembers Dick and Jane. You know, I was thorough. Okay, so, all right. Uh, I just love that he kept saying it over and okay. over. Drag queen story. Oh, it was Sally. Sally was uh, a little sister. Younger there. sister. There was a sister. Okay, I was hoping you know, he was. Yeah. And on the series, but like, fuck you uh, for talking. Me? No, never. It's metaphorical at the story. You know, like usual. The people like for equating pedophilia to people take volunteering their time to read books to children. Like, I don't know about you, we had so many programs growing up trying to get kids to want to read, interested in reading. And I gotta tell you, I think there probably are a lot of kids that are like, can you take me to that one where that fun lady reads? In those yeah, I would, think, I would think it's less scary than hearing there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. Those horror hymns. And the horror and 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 people plunge beneath the floods, lose all their guilty stains. Uh -huh. I mean, that's some scary I, shit right there. Like, like, like you were getting dipped in bleach. That's not healthy. Like lose those stains. I'd rather I'd rather hear Cassie Nova read, you know, the three little bears. 
Correct. How about all the time that we have been joking about hymns have we never called them horror hymns or hymns of horror? Like it's for Halloween. That's good. That's a good one. We'll have to. Uh, we've reached the middle of our show. Thank you all so much for joining us. If you enjoy the effort we do or don't put into making this show happen and you've given to everyone and everything you can think of that might need some money this holiday season and you still have some left over and want to give a little bit or a lot to us, you're welcome to send us a tip on Venmo to at Emerson Collins or on PayPal to beardcollinshoresproductions at gmail.com. The information is in the ticket ticker below. You are welcome but not obligated to participate. Unlike the church where they put that fucking offering plate in front of you so everyone can see whether uh -huh. you put it uh -huh. in or not. And hey, Emerson, I just did this and it reminded me of those. Did you ever do those Christmas pageants where everybody walked in with a candle? Like it started with a candle. I think after I'm thinking about this, that was not very fire friendly. We could have set the First Baptist Church of Zapata, Texas on fire with all those well, candles, with children. The, the the Christmas Eve service with all the silent night candles, you know, at the end of the service, the number of churches I personally know of or am aware of that had to replace like their entire carpet or like recover the pews because everyone at Christmas doesn't understand how to hold a candle. You know what the rule is, right? If your candle is lit, the unlit candle leans towards the lit one. You don't turn the lit one towards the unlit one and pour that wax all over the floor you're not smart enough to use a candle, you probably shouldn't be allowed to drive a but car. You know, I don't mean to be rude, but those dumbass Baptists, they don't get it. You can yep. tell. <laughs> I've just become one of my characters. Yeah. Uh, well, that's like earlier, when you said something that he said uh, in the Drag Queen Story Hour, I st I'd still love, not a, a normal human being, and you just said it straight yeah. up, Bobby Sue from Six Characters. Right, a normal right. Human oh, being. A normal human being. Um, bless her heart. We bless. lost Bob Sue. We lost her. What? Where? At the supermarket in a parking lot? I love it when people say we lost them. I'm like, did you find them? To death. Did you just wander out the front door and not come back? That's like, well, that, not that year. <laughs> well, my grandmother, that was a risk. So, you know, at some point you could have said we lost Nana and I wouldn't have known whether you meant she wandered out the front door or actually died that day because... We yeah, reached the mind. There were both options. Bless her. Bless her heart. All right. Um, how do how many of y'all are familiar with Eddie Izzard? Um, I love, love, love Eddie. And if you aren't, or you should go find uh the 1999 special Eddie Izzard Dressed to Kill. It's one of my favorite stand-up shows by anyone ever. Um Eddie won Emmys as performing writer for that. Ocean's 13 on TV. He was in Hannibal and United States of Terra then. Well, in 2016, she said, keeping her nails painted while running marathons, I use it as a badge of identity. I am a transgender guy who came out 31 years ago. Recently, Izzard appeared on the season finale of the UK TV series, Portrait Artist of the Year as the artist subject. And all contestants referred to her throughout with she, her pronouns. She added, I'm gender fluid. I just want to be based in girl mode from now on. Although the 58-year-old has referred to herself as trans since 2016, saying at the time, I've got boy genetics and girl genetics. We get obsessed by it in humanity. If you look at a tiger, you go, ooh, tiger. We don't go girl tiger or boy tiger. We're obsessed by the genders because we grow up in one gender or another. No other animal is obsessed by our gender. They don't give a monkey's ass about our gender. And despite her openness, 
about her gender identity and expression, this was the first time she has publicly changed her pronouns. So it is, she has talked a lot about gender and obviously visibly played with gender and gender uh, presentation over the years, but it's a really big deal. And a lot of trans people in the gender fluid non-binary uh, very excited about her statement and, and talking further about it. So, uh, some truly such an artist, such an artist. Yes. Um, funny and I'm smart. And, and smart. Right. I mean, one of those, like, yeah. if you haven't seen it, Dress to Kill is so smart. She goes in and out of talking about European history and all of these things that you really do need to know things to even get the joke. I feel like there was one or two things where I had to turn and say, I'm not exactly sure what that's referencing because I'm an American and we don't learn all of Europe's history, but uh, I feel like I can look that up and learn. Google. It's like, you know, it's sort of like I've been watching the first um, season of The Crown, poor old Queen Elizabeth. They didn't teach her everything. She had to get she had to get some schooling after she was an adult. Um, learn right there on the job. And I know I'm all over the place today, but poor Margaret. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Margaret, what about that family? Did y'all watch The Crown? The other, the extended relatives from the Queen Mother's family that they locked in that mental institution and then like wrote in the like fancy people's book of titles and whatnot that they had died. Oh, I didn't, I've gotten that, I hadn't gotten that far. Well, uh, spoiled. I don't, I, well, I, I'm only in the first season. I'm on season, I'm on episode eight tonight. I just started. You know why I don't, you know why I don't feel bad about spoilers on The Crown? That shit happened. It's yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm all right. Said, no I'm with, I'm oh, not right you. But said, no spoilers. I was like, this show is just about history. I mean, lots of made up conversations. Well, here's where I get, we're, we're getting so off track. We'll never finish this show. But I, here's where I get upset about the spoilers is when, okay, it's a couple of hours after the voice finale and you go on Twitter and you say, congratulations. So, oh my God, I've had it on DVR. I go, you know what? Just stay off of fucking Twitter. If you don't want to know that, you know, that the winner of American Idol, then don't go on Twitter that night. Okay. That's, that's all I have. I, I, I'm talking about the important things of life tonight. Uh-huh. So important. Speaking of important. Yes. The saga of Joe Exotic, uh, has reached its final desperate act. Well, it's probably not his final desperate act. As he is now suing the U.S. Department of Justice for refusing his request for a pardon. Uh, lawyers for Exotic have filed a complaint accusing uh, acting pardon attorney Rosalind Sargent Byrne of not presenting the formal request directly to term. To, to Trump, something they claim she was required to do. Because of this, the complaint says the rejection of the request shouldn't be valid. It says uh, many people have come out and publicly expressed their disagreement with Joe Exotic's conviction and subsequent sentence. Among those are members of the president's own family. Doofus Donald Trump Jr. has been an advocate for Joe Exotic to be pardoned. Joe Exotic does not seek to uh, influence the nature of the recommendation, but only to compel the office of the pardon attorney to comply with its ministerial duties to provide notice and a recommendation to the president. Hurry, hurry, hurry. And thus to allow the president to exercise his uh, plen plenary uh, power under the constitution. Uh, the bus tour of Washington didn't work. Maybe this will. I don't think it will. I don't I think know, it I will. He's suing because he hadn't gotten that pardon. I mean, I have not. 
whatever works, whatever tools are in the toolbox. So sad. So uh, sad. Actually sad. This next story um, comes to us out of France. Um, a tragic story about a trans teen named Avril who died by suicide last week. In early December, she posted a video to social media getting yelled at by her guidance counselor. In the clip that she put on Snapchat, the counselor shouts, I understand that you want to be yourself. I understand that perfectly. Everything I'm doing now, it's better to help you. That's what you don't understand. Because once again, some people have different opinions than you do and aren't your age. It's that simple. They don't have the same upbringing. She says, but they're the ones who need to be educated, not me. The counselor interrupts to say, I totally agree. I agree with you. Avril answers, then I don't understand why you have a problem with me. And she posts a photo of herself dressed in a modest jean skirt with the caption, this is what I was wearing. That's what the entire confrontation was about. She was sent home for wearing that skirt. Now, since um, she died, the leader of the school's parent-teacher association denied the skirt incident had anything to do with her later suicide. And some people have tried to say it was because she lived uh, not in her family home anymore. Um, but not wanting to not take any responsibility for contributing in any way to the environment that made uh, this girl feel like this was the only choice. And this week, hundreds of people attended a vigil for her. Poet Marlene Ducasse posted on Instagram saying, high school students from Fenelon and supporters from everywhere gathering this morning in front of Avril or Luna's former high school. So mm. an incredibly hard loss, uh, particularly for the community in France. But also, I wanted to use this as a moment, you know, y'all, the holidays are weird and the holidays are so hard for so many people in our community. They're hard every year. People, when you can travel, when you can do all the normal things, people who aren't close to their family, who have experienced family rejection, people who are single, the holidays can be difficult exponentially more for people in our community any year. And this year you add to it the inability to gather with chosen family uh, to do anything else. So I wanna say here in our little family, if you're concerned about this week, if you're struggling this week, reach out to one of us, reach out to one of the other people that you chat with here. Um, and because even for people who are doing well, you know, who have someone in their house not being, there's so many reasons this week can be incredibly challenging. And if you're worried, reach out to somebody and let them know. Um, and, if, and if you are well, reach out to the people in your life who you know don't have contact with their family or who live alone. They may say, hey, I'm great, I've got a plan for, Christmas day, I'm gonna watch my favorite movies, order my favorite food. And if you are alone, make a plan for your day. FaceTime each other, FaceTime yeah. each other. We're doing that, we're doing some Zoom, my family. So I mean, it's a, it's gonna be kind of a, a, a small little thing this year. And, and uh, but, but seriously, both Emerson and I are so, I mean, you can find us on, on social media. You've got my email address, delshoresatme.com. We are and, aggressively available, and and it, well, you. I mean, ask ask people who have who have ever. I mean, if you're in the chat room and you've written me, do I write you back? I, you know, sometimes if you write me five times in a row and I don't quite get to it, but I will, I will, and I, I always promise you, I will get back to you. And if I don't, write me again and say you didn't get back to me. Yeah, and particularly for people who normally have holiday plans for Christmas, New Year's. If this is your first time being stuck, you know, if you normally can go to your family, it may surprise you what sneaks up on you. People that deal with mental health issues regularly are actually more aware sometimes of how to prepare. 
But if not, and this the next 10 days could be particularly hard for you, make a plan. You know, that may not stop it, but it can give you outs, right? Think of who you'll call, think of what you'll watch, order food that makes you feel good, but make a plan to take care of yourself uh, to help avoid as much of that as may be possible. Let's let's gather each other in and um, and take care of each other because through the end of the year is one of the hardest seasons of the of of the year for people mentally. So I just wanted to on tag that onto that. Yeah, do little things. You know what I did today, Emerson? You know, when I grew up in South Texas, one of the great traditions that we had in the Mexican-American culture was Christmas tamales. And I was today on my way from COVID to West Hollywood to get my mail, the, the, you know, to, from Exposition Boulevard, which you knew how to get to that place. Um, I passed El Pollo Loco and it said Christmas tamales. And I pulled in and I got 12. I got me 12 Christmas tamales. So it's the little things. It, Absolutely. You know. Just said, and y'all, a huge part is someone who struggles with mental health issues, being able to say it, right? Kitty says, I'm struggling. I've never been in a situation where I cannot find a job, pay bills, buy Christmas presents, but I figure everyone is struggling and I pray this next year will be better. I thank God for beautiful friends like you. Like, thank you. And we enjoy all of you, but it's saying it, right? Sometimes just putting it into words helps. So. Absolutely. Kitty and I have exchanged some some messages and um, stay strong and 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 make a plan, Kitty, because I will I will definitely help you with uh, with posting and stuff. Um, Related to that, now it's story time. You all had forty five minutes to think. Please list in the chat the worst Christmas present you ever got. Your worst favorite funniest Christmas holiday story fight with a family, uh, what do you got? What, you tell one of yours, Dell. Well, I mean, I've told it before, and if you saw my, the shit stir special, I told this story, but it's worth repeating. Um, when I was uh, in fourth grade, I had told my mother, I don't think I told my dad, but I told my mother that I wanted an Easy Bake Oven um, because I'd seen the commercials and my mother was, of course, oh, son, we can bake together in the kitchen. I don't know, I don't know. So on uh, Christmas morning, I wake up and there are these two very long presents under uh, the tree. And then there were these two identical little tiny box looking things. And then one that was to my brother and myself. I knew that wasn't an easy bake oven. So I opened mine, we opened them to, and it is a 22. And my dad is so proud. He has passed down the 22s of the family to us. And we open the box, the little boxes, and it's bullets. Uh, we're in Texas, y'all. It's well, he did, And then there's a target in the other one. And so my dad says, after Christmas dinner, we didn't say lunch. It was Christmas dinner. Where I'm going to take y'all out and teach you to shoot. So we went out to a little remote place. And um, we did it. He taught us to shoot. And I ended up shooting my foot. Uh, I rested my 22 on my big toe and I picked it up and pulled the trigger and I was on crutches for six weeks. And that was my Christmas day. That I think that would constitute the worst present that I have ever gotten. It definitely is, but it ends up a great story for us because I can see it so vividly. You holding that gun, shooting your foot. <laughs> and, yeah. and you know, I've always, I've said it before, but when you shoot yourself, I don't know, hopefully nobody has, but when I shot myself, it didn't hurt. It didn't hurt right away. And then it, whew, then it starts hurting. Yeah. yeah. Like it's that delay. Well, it's like, it's like the thing where something like oh, doesn't really hurt. And then you see the wound and then it's suddenly incredibly painful. 
I was asking my brother the other day if he remembered that. And he said, dude, I remember it. I had to sit in the back seat and hold your foot. <laughs> he had to hold my, while we were going to the, the clinic and my dad had to pull over because it was, you know, it was closed. It was Christmas day. He had to pull over and use the payphone and call the doctor. I'm so sorry to bother you, Dr. Figueroa, but my boy Delford has shot his foot. And um, have I never, I always, I end always in the story with this. I said, I've never, ever picked up a gun again. And that was the day I became a Democrat. Yeah. Uh, now we'll go to Jigs because it takes a dark turn quickly. Said if anyone wants to know about my Christmas, they should buy a ticket to the Red Suitcase starring me. It's a brilliant play that Jigs is writing. Um, and he said, except I left out when dad shot and killed Santa. So that's probably not a great Christmas. Oops. I mean, if you thought Santa was trespassing, you know. Well, that'll teach you. <laughs> Tony said, worst gift, mini flashlight. John said, best gift was a boyfriend. My first lover kissed Aww. me at the Christmas party when we were 16 years old. <gasps> that is so cute. I just threw up in my mouth a bit. I that love is so that. sweet. I did. I, God. I love that. I would say, barely, our, what? I said, I was barely masturbating thinking of boys at that point. Um, uh, I was not even, yeah. Slow and coming up. The Erica said, best Christmas story was being in church with Silent Night about to start and a little kid had looked out the windows and yelled, it's snowing. Yeah, that's better than, uh, Jig's daddy shot Santa Claus. (laughs) That's better than that's on that. that. That's on that positive end. That's a whole Harmark movie, Erica, written by Max Lucado. Uh, Jared said, I got one. One year at Christmas, during a family photo, one of my aunts accidentally grabbed her sister's breast <laughs> when she went to put her arm around her. We laughed about it. And the next year, she did it again on purpose to get a rise out of her. So we joked about it all night. So on the third year, I bought a cheap bra and glued mousetraps on the cups and wrapped it as a gift for my aunt. And they took a photo with her wearing it. That's Aww. amazing. I mean, I love a bitch that Bill. That's a great one. Emerson, you didn't say what your, your worst gift was. I want to know. I don't have a worst gift. I don't have bad gifts. Uh, my story is we got in a terrible, uh, the biggest fight we ever had on Christmas, Blake reminded me of this, was about rolls. We cook very specific uh, rolls that go with the Christmas meal that are a process. It involves like rising them in the dryer and it's a several hour the night before in the morning of process. So my mom cooks the rolls and my dad does the rest of the food. And it was like, okay, everything's gonna be ready at this time, at this time, at this time. And the rolls weren't done and all the rest of the food was ready. And when I tell you, it was like Christmas was canceled. But you know- Did you say the rolls were in the dryer? Yeah, they rise in the dryer because it's warm in there. In the in the clothes dryer? Yes, you put them on a tray. They're not just flopping around in it on the spin cycle. I've never heard such a thing. Yeah, it's a great way because it, it, the heat uh, amps it up a little bit. But y'all, I, it was the biggest fight we've ever had on Christmas and it was about rolls. Y'all but are just selfish. I like people writing these and what? what? I said, y'all are just selfish that. if it's all about rolls. <laughs> Just selfish. I want my roll. Well, no, no, it's about the schedule. I I know. I want to see that that long one you put it down. I know Douglas had a novel to write. He said, one year, 
We're allowed to open presents Christmas Eve, and I got what I was wanting, a Magnus chord organ. I proceeded to start practicing Silent Night over and over and over again. The phone rings, and it's my big brother calling from the jail in Nueva Laredo, where he was incarcerated for bringing 50 kilos of drugs across the border. So here I am playing the organ, mom bawling on the phone. Mom never liked that song after that. I love I have, that you're calling from jail, ruined Silent Night for your mother. But but Douglas, where did you grow up? Because Nueva Laredo was 50 miles from where I grew up. Uh, or was he just you know down there? Because that's where that's where you get the drugs. Um, <laughs> Leanne said my worst present I ever got was from an ex-boyfriend. It was a framed picture of him and another girl. He was cheating on me with. Well, he was just an asshole. Did he give that to you after you broke up? That my dad wanted a jump rope, got a football. I feel like so many, so many of us have the story of like wanted a thing, got a sports thing. I asked this on Instagram the other day, and I wanted to share uh, a few of the hilarious presents. One said, I just asked for worse presents. One said, a Book of Mormon, when I was already a member of the church. Somebody said nothing, got nothing for Christmas. Oh. Kathy said, has a stomach bug count. And another said, a re-gift that I gave as a re-gift. So like, re-gifted it to somebody and the next year they gave it back. Um, Don't remember who you got stuff from. Yeah, you gotta remember that stuff. What and then the big mean? winner, and then the big winner was uh, a re-gifted butt plug. Oh, I don't. In that situation, I didn't, I need I, I asked and haven't gotten follow-up, is re-gifted mean used or like it was still sealed in a package and passed on to you? Because you cannot wash a butt plug enough to make it okay to give it to someone else as a present. I have to show a cute little thing because people who have watched, uh, go, go, oh, it's before. Before. Well, glad that you're done with that asshole. Um, when I, when I wrote Sorted uh, Lives and I wrote about the doll Susie Q, that I wanted for Christmas and my daddy wanted to give me the dump truck. When I was a little boy, uh, my my mom didn't buy me Susie Q. Well, I, I call her Susie Q. She, uh, but I went over to my grandma, my Nana, that Christmas Eve and my, my, my family had really strong women and my Nana had heard that I wanted this doll Susie Q and they were not gonna give it to me. And she had our gifts. And it was, it, it, I opened that doll and I was so happy. And, our, and my mother said much later, she said, you should have seen your Nana, the way she shot your daddy. a look like you just better be quiet. So a couple of years ago, I went on uh, eBay and I found, this is not as big as mine, but this was what, and it's really Susie cute, cute. And I called her Susie Q, but there she is. So well, that was my favorite gift. But, I, br I brushed her hair ball, not this one, but her hair's ball too. Oh, uh, well, thank you all for sharing in story time. Do the highlights of this next one real quick, because this is fun. Uh, the grinder story? Yeah. Uh, that well, they put out a bunch of year-end statistics based, based on their app from uh, 13 million gay, bi, trans, and queer users. They do know that these are just for fun. Not everybody lists everything in their profile where they pull the data and they know their users don't represent the community as a whole. That said, here's what they found in case you were planning, you know, after the pandemic for a little old, uh, sexually active vacation, 
according to your choices. Uh, they found that the most, the tops, the greatest percentage of tops are in Morocco, India, Nigeria, Chile, and Israel. And so the country- All over the world. Lots uh, yeah, yeah. Lots, very lots of, you, could just do a, you could just do a whole little worldwide tour. And then the, ones, uh, the greatest percentage of bottoms, Vietnam, uh, I've been there, uh, Sweden, Thailand, I've been there, uh, Peru, and South America. I mean, Africa. South Africa. Africa. And finally, the greatest percentage of births are Venezuela, Guatemala, Argentina, Mexico, and Australia. Been to a few of those countries. Um, I just thought that was really useful because you'd let everybody know, you know, if you've got a specific sexual tourism in mind, you could just play in the countries. And if you're looking for a flip-flop free-for-all, head to Venezuela, Guatemala, Argentina, Mexico, and Australia. And if you are a size queen, there's another chart that tells you how the average dick size in various countries, and you can just sort of mix and match and go, oh, well, I'm going to go to this. So it's it's a lot, but you, it's, can you know, we line it all up, all the statistics. And finally, I just wanted to show you all this cute little fun thing. Target put out some Christmas cookies available in stores. And obviously this one down here at the bottom caused a scandal with some uh, mothers on the Facebook because that is supposed to be Santa's boots, but it's obviously just a penis. One mother said, just, I would not send these to school, definite design fail. And one said, I peered in and thought, what the hell is Santa's penis doing there? <laughs> and it's like, uh, it's black Santa. Like yeah. the, the ones like we talked about Arkansas. last week. Yeah. Yes. Over um, in Lakewood, over in Lakewood, Arkansas. Also, you know that some, some woman or some homosexual over in the cookie department said, we're going to do this and we're going to know and everyone else is going to know, but we're going to call them boobs. Boobs. So, well. um, I want to say one more time before we go, thank you all for joining us. Um, if you want to tip us, you can send us a little Christmas cheer uh, on Venmo to at Emerson Collins or on PayPal to Beard Collins Shores Productions at gmail.com. Uh, thank you to Kelly, Ray, and Jiggs for your generous Christmas tips. And thank you for watching us all year long. We're going to have another show before the end of the year, right? One more, but yeah. we, we're not going to be here Friday because it's we, Christmas. Yeah, everybody figure out a fun Christmas plan. We'll do our year-end wrap-up and hang out and fun next Tuesday. Does everybody have plans for Friday? Is there, you know, does everybody have what you're going to do that day, whether it's with a person in your household or by yourself? Does everyone have a Christmas day plan, whether you celebrate religious, secular or not, whether you order Chinese food and watch movies. Uh, does everyone have a plan? Bitsy, what's Bitsy's Christmas plan? Bitsy is gonna, Bitsy is, my dogs are so attached to me since this pandemic. So they're just gonna, we're just gonna lay on the couch and watch Christmas movies, right Bitsy? Yeah. And, and Rebecca's coming over, they love Rebecca. So if I ever even know, I'll see her time with Carrie. Yeah, we're going to FaceTime, open some gifts, and then we have some Zooms planned with uh, with the their uh, Rosemary and Newell's family, and then uh, my family, my Shores family in Texas. So, oh, I love that. Yay. Yeah, so you, as we said before, y'all, we have me and Blake, his parents, it's the other piece of our bubble. It's the reason I don't see anybody anywhere. And then I'll do FaceTime present opening uh, with my family in Texas. So... But you, if you don't have a plan for Friday yet and you're at all concerned, y'all, make one. Let it be simple. Let it be whatever brings you personally joy, whether it's related to the holiday or not. Be kind to each other and 
find joy where we can, right? Yeah, happy holidays, y'all. Merry Christmas if you celebrate it, whatever you celebrate. Um, <clears throat> great yeah. for you. Say Merry Christmas or happy fucking Friday, whichever you choose. There you go. <laughs> Bye, All right. I'll see you next Tuesday.